For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Welcome to the Marketing Operations Leaders Show. Today we have Levi Strauss on the line. We've got Christine Young from Levi Strauss, and she is a uh, director of global marketing operations there. And previously, she was head of marketing operations at Adidas Group in Hong Kong and Germany. And we also have Gary Katz on the line giving the perspective from Renaissance one of his clients. Uh, Renaissance is a semiconductor company, and Gary has a long history of marketing operations, thought leadership, dating back to 2005. So welcome, uh, Christine. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And welcome, Gary. Well, thank you, Lynn. Great to be here. Our first question today, because our topic is securing executive support for marketing operations, uh, what kind of executive support is needed for marketing ops? Would you like to give a start on that, Christine? Sure. I mean, I think it needs to come right from the top. So, you know, you need to have your highest um, levels of leadership supporting the team and making sure that they have the resources and, um, you know, uh, just very visible um, uh, support from from them because I think there is still this feeling that marketing operations is a nice-to-have function versus like a necessary function. So, you know, if there's troubled waters, people might think, oh, marketing operations, why do you need them? Or what do they do anyway? Um, Because it's a fairly new function. A lot of companies still don't have this team. So I think you need to make sure that you're supported um, very visibly from all levels of the organization, especially the top leaders. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about the top, are you meaning the top of marketing or the top of the company itself? Top of the company. So I'm talking the president, mm-hmm. CEO, um, because mm-hmm. that's where, in, in my world, that's where a lot of our projects start and a lot of our initiatives start. Um, with with those people. So if they believe in you and believe that you can carry um, carry these initiatives forward, then everyone else who works for them will too. I like that. Uh, Gary, what else do you think is important for the type of executive support needed for marketing ops? Well, I think Christine touched on uh, you know a critical factor. Really, the types of things that marketing ops uh, is going to be involved in that have the most impact um, are cross-functional in nature. And you have to have cross-functional alignment supported at the top if marketing ops is going to drive forward some enterprise-type strategic initiatives that have these cross-functional type of tentacles to them, um, then that support has to be clearly established at the top. Yeah, so when you want executives to demonstrate support, is that just a matter of saying, well, you've got a budget and you've got somebody there to lead that. Um, is there more to it in terms of what, what, what comes to mind for the phrase executive sport support? Yes, I think you just need to be part of all the strategic um, 
processes. So whether it's being part of a leadership team, so if you, the CEO or the president or the CMO has a leadership team, marketing operations should be part of that. They should be part of creating strategies. They should be part of leading the organization um, and seen as a critical component and versus just like a support function. So there definitely needs to be that visibility that they're part of the the part of the group that's leading uh, leading the business. So kind of a, an, an introduction or paving the way to be involved in those types of things. Yes. So definitely it's like um, part of the infrastructure, I would say, of how leadership is, is executed is having marketing operations as part of that. So whether it's just having them be part of, you know, town halls and, and doing that if that's what the infrastructure of your company is or, um, you know, if there's like a leadership summit, marketing operations be involved in that, et cetera. So whatever the touch points are uh, where leadership gets together, uh, marketing operations should be part of all of those touch points. And that's what I mean so, by being visible. All right. I see. Getting a seat at the table and having Correct. that uh, high visibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Gary, uh, um, with respect to Renaissance, um, I'm, I sit down weekly with the executives from the, uh, the VP that's responsible for the business division uh, that basically owns the profit and loss uh, to the uh, marketing um, and solutions engineering team um, and uh, also the, the people that uh, are, are responsible for the business development side. Um, and I facilitate those meetings. Um, I basically... Uh, also uh, represent uh, those executives at regional meetings um, who are the people that are implementing the go-to-market plans locally. Um, and so uh, in order for us to uh, be able to successfully advance uh, the Renaissance Energy Platform, which is our, our solution um, for Internet of Things uh, type of opportunities, um, it's essential to be able to have that um, conversation and that trust at the high level and to be able to be in a position to see gaps, point those gaps out, and help resolve those gaps. So um, is that across the board for all the C-team, or are you just talking about primarily the CEO or the COO or the CMO? Who who can can we be a little bit more specific about who? I mean, is there a role for every single one of those guys, CIO, marketing, manufacturing vice president, uh, sales and support uh, VPs? Who who are these people in the executive support realm? Well, I can speak, uh, you know, again on the Renaissance situation, um, that I have regularly in my meetings. Uh, the people that are responsible um, for marketing, for sales. Um, So we're talking VP or executive VP level people that are sitting in the meetings that I'm, uh, you know, facilitating on a weekly basis um, for each region um, and also for the business unit. Um, So uh, it's basically, uh, you know, all those functions that you describe I mean, if they're not actually in the meeting, um, then uh, somebody um, that, uh, you know, has, that oversees that group um, is actively uh, in those meetings um, on a regular basis. They're strategically important. Uh, For example, 
the one that we uh, uh, do for the local region, uh, the Renaissance Electronics of America region on Thursdays, precedes what they call an operations room sync up that is um, a conversation that includes uh, the CEO of the company. So our meeting helps uh, prepare the conversation that's going to happen that next day at the CEO level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just to follow on, on what Gary's been saying, it's marketing operations to me is a little bit of a misnomer. I would like to call it like brand operations or something even above marketing because of how cross-functional it is and how um, everyone I work with, I'm not thinking, oh, you're not in marketing, I'm not going to work with you. Um, if anything, it's the opposite. It's like, oh, you're in retail, I, I need to work with you. You're in IT, I need to work with you. You're in finance, we're definitely working together. Um, it's definitely about bringing people from all parts of the organization, all levels to work together. So sometimes marketing operations gives the feeling that you should just be working with marketing. But if anything, I work more often with people outside of marketing. That's really interesting. So having tentacles throughout the company and touch points, pulses, and uh, coordination, uh, probably information flow uh, as well. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about ways that you can get these executives' attention, first of all, and get their hearts in the game. What advice do you have for that, or do you have a story about how it happened in your company? I mean, you just I think you have to look at it in like win-win situations. So what's in it for them, and how can they benefit from this partnership with you? Uh, obviously, you have a goal in mind, and you want to achieve that, and you want to you know make um, make your project or your initiative come to life. But what's going to make them want to work with you? So I, before I enter these initial conversations, I'm always trying to figure out, you know, what are their priorities and what are their goals and how can we align those um, so that we're both kind of working towards something that benefits um, both sides. Ah, so the WIPM approach, uh, taking a pulse of your stakeholders and finding what's in it for them. That's important. So these executives, what is usually important to them with regards to this, this topic? Have you found a, a golden topic? Well, usually it comes down to results, right? So if you can show that somehow your initiative is going to lead to some KPI that they're also interested, whether it be sales or traffic or conversion or um, – you know, in my industry of retail, we, we look at many, many KPIs. So we look at, you know, uh, units per transaction or, you know, average unit retail price or whatever it is that is kind of our um, interest of that moment, as long as I can somehow link what we're doing to that. And they'll, you know, they appreciate that um, because they have to look at it too. So I think making the the results tangible and specific and, you know, measurable are, 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 are good things to try and do. Mm -hmm. So, Gary, are you finding that it's universal between the B2C and B2B in that regard of what, uh, what executives need to get their attention on this as well as their hearts? I think uh, certainly it is. You have, to, uh, you have to be able to address an area that they see um, is holding the business back from moving forward. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, my position's a little uh, different than Christine's in that um, I've been hired as a consultant, and although I, um, uh, you know, am effectively um, working equivalent to a, a full-time 
uh, employee in the, in the in terms of the responsibilities of scope uh, that I have. Um, they are uh, looking for me not just to uh, do what a consultant does and point out gaps and problems they have, but also um, help them resolve those um, in, a, in, a, in a very hands-on way. You know, and a lot of that means that I have to spread my tentacles around to get a lot of people involved um, in order to come to a solution. So with, in the case of uh, Renaissance, when I first came in there, the, the pain was that they were, they were you know, preparing to go to market. Um, and uh, they've never done this before uh, out of the U.S., um, they, it had always been initiated from Japan, um, and it was a completely new type of uh, business model, um, different than what the company had ever done before. They were going to essentially uh, be reinventing themselves, the type of product that they have in the market. Um, they, it's a premium uh, type of thing. They're trying to transition uh, from being perceived as a component provider um, to a uh, a solutions provider, actually a platform provider in this case, um, and so it was. Uh, there was a lot involved in that. So I started. Uh, you know, first they were interested in me from the standpoint of, uh, you know, brand management type smarts, as you know, with with best practice out the gate. Um, and then as soon as they started getting into the process, and they realized all the things that were making it hard to. Uh, properly set up that brand and introduce that brand. They recognized they had a lot of process issues, a lot of systems issues, people alignment issues, and so on, and they needed me in a different way. Um, as part of that exercise, I, I pointed out that they needed somebody to focus on beta program because that was going to be their first major milestone. Um, and basically was given responsibility to solve that, brought somebody in and ultimately took over that role and created value for myself as, you know, in being the beta program manager. Um, when we went out of beta, uh, you know, I, 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 I found some new things <laughs> that they needed help in. They, usually um, I found them first, but, you know, it became their idea. <laughs> and they came back mm -hmm. to me and said, now we want you to do this. And so, ah, so you're planting the seeds for them to, to own it. That's right. They are, they are deciding the value. So something that, you know, at this point in time, two years along in this process now with them almost, um, I had thought that maybe, you know, this would be turn into, a, you know, kind of a, a, a whittled down kind of consulting thing, you know, occasional. It is it has managed to you know, be a full-time type of thing for these two years because they've discovered so many so much benefit uh, from mm. what I've been doing that they even when they've had budget cuts which they did early this year they continue to go back and say I think we need Gary for you know the full thing and uh, you know that's what a marketing ops team needs to you know needs to create that kind of uh, perception of value so that there is no question uh, you know that you're not there's no way you're going to blow up the marketing ops team if if things get rough because we've seen that happen in some other companies right Christina's marketing ops uh, been been in place in Levi's for a long time and and please continue uh no actually um as I know it it's only been in place since I arrived which was about three mm -hmm. years ago mm -hmm. so they had something called marketing ops previously but I would I would argue is not it was like a misnomer. It wasn't marketing ops. It was 
another team altogether. Um, and when they brought me on, I was part of the initiative. I was just part of the, the movement to, to bring on like a real marketing operations team. So, you know, as um, some as a team that was definitely more strategic and value adding as Gary is suggesting. And I think that's, that's really like the, um, the goal of any marketing operations team is to be viewed as helpful as like a Bain or, you know, there's these big four consulting firms that companies are willingly paying lots of dollars to come in and, and get their opinions on things. That's what the marketing operations team should be too, but they're internal versus external, or if, even if they are external, they're so good and valuable that they, um, they want to keep you on no matter what. Oh, how was it at Adidas? Is it um, a similar path that, that they took, or was it a, a different um, reason why they got interested in marketing ops? Oh, so with Adidas, it's actually been part of the team. It's been part of the company mm-hmm. since um, for many years, for like decades before I, I joined. So that mm-hmm. was a different experience where the marketing operations function was very well established, entrenched in the everyday business and the strategies of the company. If anything, it was often called the glue um, and, and people meant it. So people said that who weren't in marketing operations, which I thought was very flattering to the marketing operations team, <laughs> that people um, you know, outside were calling it the glue and couldn't imagine working without this team there. So that's, I felt, having that experience and then coming to a company that didn't even have it, it, you know, it was kind of night and day. Um, but it was good to, to have seen that and seen that companies can evolve to a place where, you know, business doesn't happen if you don't have a marketing operations team. So you've both given some good examples, but I know there are a lot of people who have started their marketing operations from an angle that they're maybe not feeling executive support from the get-go. For example, they've they've uh, begun their marketing operations as primarily a marketing automation initiative or deployment, or they may have uh, begun their marketing operations uh, role as a an interface to sales enablement and that kind of thing. And now they're trying to 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 say, hey, you know, how do I get executives' attention? Whether it's my CMO just to support me more or see more strategic value for me or going beyond that, as you guys have been talking about the, the other members of the C team. Um, what, what advice do you have for people in those situations? I know you probably have a lot of friends who are in those situations. Go ahead, Christine. Um, it's, yeah, it is a challenge. I, um, I empathize with those people, you know, just because um, I, I happen to be in larger companies that have, you know, arguably more resources, we are able to to have this team. And, you know, I, I, if you work for a startup, maybe that's not possible. Maybe there's only five people on the team and everyone's doing everything. And there might not be one specific marketing operations function. You know, there's lots of different ways that marketing operations comes about. But I think it's, it's um, it's just about adding value, you know, and no one can really discredit someone who's adding value. So if you are, in fact, delivering um, growth for the business, I think people will continue to support you. So pay, be strategic about the projects you work on. Um, if you're a one-person team, you know you can't do everything, so pick the ones that are going to punch above their weight and really curry favor with, with the higher-ups to show that you can do more if you're given more resources, like you are, you are actually doing a lot of good work. And, you know, don't, 
try not to spread yourself too thin and do everything because I think that's where, um, you know, things fall through the cracks and maybe things aren't done very well and, you know, you don't finish anything because you're working on 20 things at the same time. Maybe pick one or two projects that you think this is going to move the needle. I just need to do this and really heads down and do it and then use that as a case study for how your marketing operations function could do so much more. Yeah, that's yeah, really like well that. put. Really well put, Christine. Um, uh, you know, in these situations, uh, you, there's expectations that you're going to deliver certain types of things, and you have to um, uh, you have to sometimes carve some time for these strategic initiatives without cutting into the perception, you know, that you're not doing the core job that they expect you to do. Um, and so there's a willingness that you have to have to develop something on the side um, and introduce people to it gradually, maybe you know a few people at a time, and get some support around it, um, and uh, test it, you know, with a, a small group. And when that group is ecstatic about it, other people will start, uh, you know, uh, noticing. Um, and when they notice, um, then you've got their attention. Right, because trying to get people to do something when you don't have their attention, when their attention is somewhere else, um, is really difficult to do. So it is about timing, and it is about making sure that you don't get so much into the tactical reactive of you know do this, do that, do this, do that, and you start you know, uh, managing that relationship as a consultant and not as a tactical person, um, that you will start getting that respect. Um, and at the same time, if you can show them, based on your own extra efforts, the impact of something, even if it's through the experience of somebody else who thus could be the champion for it, that's the way to make those things happen. That's where people have been successful moving from a status quo to somewhere else in a situation where things are crazy and moving fast and maybe change doesn't happen that easily. I love it. Really great examples. Yeah, I would also try to find an advocate um, outside of your team. So it doesn't have to be the CEO, but... Um, someone who's maybe worked at a company with a really successful marketing operations team and kind of sees the value intrinsically without you having to sell them so hard on it. Um, you know, someone who's either seen it in the past or just gets it, um, just gets it without seeing uh, your work, right? Uh, so, right, you know, like th without you having to prove it to them, it's nice. I do think they exist. You know, I do think there are people who get what marketing operations is and will give you the benefit of the doubt that it's a valuable part of the team. And, you know, brainstorm with that person and have them be your ambassador in their world and their sphere of influence um, so that more people, I think it's like a lot of it is just awareness. Like, I don't know if everyone is aware of what marketing operations is. So you just need to have people who are aware spread the message on your behalf. Um, I think there's a credibility there when other people talk about you versus you talking about you. So if you can, right. and it's, and if it's available to you to, to to have those people speak on your behalf, you should really ask for that instead of just um, hoping they do it. Yeah, the lone wolf stuff doesn't work well. I've tried. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you have to get so, people on board. It sounds like there's a fair amount of marketing of yourself or your, your work 
that goes into being successful in marketing ops? Yes, like more so than in other functions because it's Mm -hmm. nebulous and somewhat new and not clearly defined from company to company. It's not like accounting where people understand what that is and you don't need Mm -hmm. to explain yourself. Like people understand what accounting is. People understand what, you know, um, if you're a buyer in retail, people understand what that is. Uh, but people don't understand marketing operations, in, in my view, uh, across industries. So it is part of your job, even though it takes time and, and it might not be what you think is your top priority, it is part of your job to explain to people who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of, part of what you need to do as well. What's and your elevator pitch for it? Go ahead. Go ahead, Gary. It's worth it because it makes ultimately your job richer, you know, over the longer term. You'll have much more opportunities. You'll be engaged with people that, uh, uh, you know, have much more say in what, uh, you know, the company is going to ultimately do so that what you do will thus be embraced and have impact on the company results. And what's your elevator pitch or in a nutshell statement of what marketing operations is then, Christine? I like to say that I look across people, processes, projects to make marketing more efficient. Um, that's that's basically what I say. Uh, and efficient can mean more profitable. It can mean, you know, a better place to work. It can mean a lot of things. But, um, you know, I, I, I think people kind of get that we're just trying to make it better. Uh, mm-hmm. So so that's that's what I usually say when people ask me. I like that. that. That's nice and succinct. So in closing, uh, say there's a change that happens among some of your top executives or maybe you're acquiring another company or get acquired or, you know, all kinds of things happen that what used to be strong has now some fragility to it. Uh, what What would you suggest is the best way to maintain momentum and keep executive support? Any thoughts there, Christine? Well, I think you just would go back to to the results of your work and um you know show that these things you've done in the past have moved the needle, made the business better um, you know get to know the new executives as soon as possible, make yourself visible to them so that they don't mm-hmm. ignore you or they don't um you know uh just look over your work and yeah, like invite yourself to conversations that you might not normally be invited to and just really try and um, showcase your work. Uh, so back to that marketing thing. So just market yourself um, to new people, including new leadership. I like that. Any advice from you, Gary? I think that it, Christine really, uh, you know, did a great, a great job of uh, of covering that um, area quite well. So I, I would. I would say. <laughs> Go with her advice. All right. Well, I'd like to direct our listeners to some additional uh, articles that could be very helpful. Um, There's a great description about marketing operations and um, the direction it's going on Wikipedia. Um, Also, there's several articles on mopartners.com, MO meaning marketing operations. So mopartners.com blog has an article called 10 Ways Marketing Operations Creates Value, another one, 10 Silos Marketing Operations Can Bridge, the third one is 
five ways to make marketing operations strategic. And another fourth is, uh, another one I really like is, is your marketing organization ready to change its MO? So I would recommend those uh, articles as fodder for a lot of great ideas for taking the advice that we've gotten today from Christine Young at Levi Strauss and Gary Katz at Renaissance uh, for getting executive support for marketing operations. Any final words of advice from either of you? Don't lose faith. It's a long journey, but I do think uh, the executives will see that marketing operations is, is a great value add. So just keep chugging along. Right on. Gary? Mine would be um, it's all about how you think about your role. And if you think about your role as strategic, and you make sure that you frame um, the context that you're in um, and adjust your thinking uh, to that context and look for opportunities, um, then you will find yourself uh, driving uh, more strategic type projects um, and, you, and higher value projects. If you see yourself as just uh, you know, kind of a support person um, and you pretty much just uh, you know, take orders, so to speak, act like McDonald's, um, then, you know, hopefully you're happy with that. <laughs> I wouldn't be personally. So, um, you know, a lot of it just has to do with thinking. Well, thank you to all of our listeners and especially thankful today for Christine Young participating from Levi Strauss and Gary Katz from uh, Renaissance. I'm Lynn Hunsaker, your host, uh, head of uh, Marketing Operations Partners and We look forward to seeing you another time on this show. Please check out our other episodes along these same lines. And until next time, thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.